Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, two. Thank you for listening to the Successful Life Podcast. We have no dues or fees, so please refer to this podcast to a friend. Make sure you rate, review, and hit the subscribe button. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I am your host, Corey Barrier, and I'm here with Ryan Wheeler. Is uh, so Ryan and I, we've been God damn, we've been talking for like thirty minutes, all <laughs> you know, not recording. And he was telling me, Ryan, tell me the story that you just told me. Oh man, so yeah, so yeah, we first off, yeah, we've been chatting for like thirty <laughs> minutes, and we've had some just solid gold. So well, let's just let's just hit that record <laughs> button and go for it. Uh, so I was just talking. Uh, obviously, we've got Thanksgiving coming up here. Uh, if you listen to this after. Um, but this last weekend I had, uh, I had a ton of stuff. I had kind of mismanaged my schedule because I'm wrapping up my busy season. Um, and we had our family Thanksgiving. We do the weekend before. Uh, and it's also the weekend that we, for the last two years now, we feed, um, a hundred families. So we bring, I mean, we load up the car trailer and we get, you know, over a thousand pounds of Turkey we get, I mean, we set it all up, we coordinate all, and it was, I, I mean, it's stressful leading up to it. And it's like, oh shoot, I've got this and this and this, and you're worried and just goes crazy with things that you need to be doing. And then when that first person walked through the door that we got to feed, it was like, there, there was nothing else mattered. There was, you, you don't, I didn't worry about anything else that was going on. Um, and then to watch people come in for two hours straight, just this stream of people that you know and you figure so it was a hundred families but each family ranged from four i mean from two people to nine people so i mean you figure a hundred people at an average of four i mean you're talking 400 people that we helped and there's nothing i mean um in a little back part of this story that that got us onto this was just talking about um the the mental shift of when you actually put other people before yourself. And I mean, we agree that that's, that's been something that's my biggest um, when I started helping people and worrying about other people before me, it, it's been, I mean, the, the, the shift has been just incredible and, and just being able to help even one person and having one person that you, you can change their day. It's insane how it'll take you out of a rut or take you out of, gets you gets you out of your mental place and kind of just shifts it and sometimes for some people they're so worried about themselves all the time like you were just saying people worry about themselves and then if they would just go out and help someone else for five minutes 10 minutes 20 minutes go push some carts back in up at the grocery store that feeling it, a lot of times is enough to flip to flip your mental state you know and, and it's it's that's crazy to explain because I, I'm trying to explain it from my, cause I've been in the situation sure. all the time and that's what changes it. So it does. It absolutely does. And you know, so the, it's so, it's so funny because last year my wife and I, uh, we cooked, I, I have a friend that's a pastor at a church and he gave me a family. didn't give me the name. He just gave me the address. Cause I didn't want, them to know who it was. Now I didn't feed a hundred families, but I did, we fed one family and we cooked the dinner and we took it 
and rang the doorbell and just got back in the car and drove off. The people knew that we were coming, just didn't know when. And the fucking, the feeling that I was, that I had driving away from there, because it was probably the most selfless <laughs> thing I've ever done. Yeah. Like, right. I mean, it was, I, I can't, I, it's a feeling like I can't describe. You get it. Cause you did, you there's, did it. There's no, there is no better feeling. And we do it with uh, some families for Christmas too. And we go, and it is like last year when we were doing it, we had, you know, I'm like, dude, let's take three families. Let's take, you know, I want to do, I want to take a hundred families if sure. I could, but you know, you get to the store and you're trying to buy all the stuff on the list. And all of a sudden you're looking like, Oh damn. Like this is a lot of money. Um, you know, and then it's kind of, you, and I'd go through those little, like, oh, it's, it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. And then we go in and we put them all in black bags and you just go drop them off. Nobody knows we did it yeah. except for us. But that feeling like there is, there is no high better than that feel and dude shit out of, I mean, anybody who would know between you and me that, that like, that is uh, that, I mean, there's nothing, nothing no. compares to it. And, and, and we put a lot of substances in yeah. both, both of us have <laughs> and, and done shit like on, you know, to the max, but nothing compares to that feeling. And so we have another family this year. We're going to do the same thing. We, except for this year, we're going to drop it off and have let, let them cook it, which I don't know how. I, I don't know if it's taken away part of it for me. I don't. I, I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we do all of our when we do these with the big the big amount of family. It's my buddy Ryan that started this. He's been doing it for five years, uh, and he started it because he had to get a Thanksgiving dinner from something similar, and then he was like, "Dude." when I get to where I want to be because he was living in a hotel uh, with his family and all of it, the root cause of all that was drug addiction in the family. And uh, so he was like, dude, I'm, I'm, and we saw, I mean, when we watch these people come in, like, dude, I can spot it from a mile away. And so many of them are so, they don't want to be seen. They don't, you know, they're ashamed. And it's like, dude, if you just, if these people just reached out for help instead of trying to cover it up, like it's something bad. Yeah. Like I've tried to explain to people, I hire people all the time um, that openly knowing, you know, meth, obviously meth is just a, a disaster in the whole country right now. Um, and the opioid crisis, all that stuff is just so huge. And I'll bring these people in knowing and just straight up tell them when I hire them, like, Hey, I know you have issues but I'm willing to work with you because they're not bad people. They no. just have addiction and people that do not have an addiction do not have a clue. But anyway, what it, what that started with, but with the, the frozen not cooked, that's how we do all ours. It's they get a box and it's got everything in it. Yeah. And then, cause some people do take that as they just, they've got the space. They can do it. Sure. And they actually take kind of pride in like, Good, because I didn't know how I felt about it. I, I want that feeling that I had last year. Selfishly, I, you know, I'm doing it to help the family. But after I had the feeling that I had, selfishly, I want that again. Yep. And, yep. And I completely it, hear you. That That's so, it, it's addicting. I mean, yeah, like, it really is. It yeah. absolutely is. So, uh, so we were talking earlier. So, Ryan, you used to and I didn't even know all this, you used to own a snow removal company. Is that right? Attention contractors of the Successful Life podcast. Want to supercharge your business decisions? We've got something just for you. Head over to our website, SuccessfulLifePodcast.com and click on the free download button to grab your copy of Warning When Hiring a Leadership Coach. Equip yourself with the insights you need to make informed decisions for your business. Don't miss out. Yep. So what I do is I have a commercial construction company. Uh, and then for, yeah, for 17 years, I have done snow removal. There's been a couple years where I got out of it, uh, tried to get out of it, never really got out of it. It was more, got rid of my stuff, gave my accounts to other people. They didn't fulfill their side of what they were supposed to do. And then I ended up having to get all my stuff back. And then, I, so essentially I did snow removal still, but I just did it for free 
instead of making money, which is, I highly recommend not doing it that way because it doesn't pay well. <laughs> but yeah, so I've, I've done snow removal for many, 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 many years. And this will be, so we're rolling into, we have our first big snowstorm coming tonight. Uh, they're talking seven to 10 inches and it is the first time in probably about 17 years that I have not been worried. Um, you know, the first one every year is kind of fun because it, it's exciting. Cause then it's like money's rolling back in and all that stuff. Um, but then it gets into the season and we've done pretty high level. I mean, in the six figures of, of what we do for snow removal. So it wasn't like we just went out with a shovel and a snowblower, you know, plows and skid loaders and uh, it, the full, a lot of full thing, big, big commercial, you know, churches and storage units. And um, so, yeah, this is my first year. Last year, February, we had build out, I think, like 31 snow events in 28 days because we were doing so many back to back. And after that, I would gotten to a place mentally where I knew it was not a safe place to be mentally. Uh, and go, I told my let's wife, let's go there for a second. Let's go. There. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so when you say that you went to that place mentally and I was sharing with you, and I actually don't know if I've shared this on any of the other podcasts. I don't remember. I don't feel, I feel like I haven't. Um, but we were talking and we didn't know how the two of us had not connected because we have so much, so many similarities and I was telling Ryan that, you know, I was up until like a month and a half ago, I was in a mild depression because I'd lost my hormone replacement clinic. And I just didn't really, I couldn't really find what the, what I really wanted to do or the, my passion. I just couldn't really figure it out until now. And, and, and this is what I found. And I don't monetize this, but I, I get to help other people and I get to hear a lot of cool stories. And with that, things are going to work out. And I know that. But yes, I got yep. over now. So, te- so that place that you were in in February, tell me about that. So it's, uh, it just got to a place mentally where, um, and, and you know, and anybody who's fought with uh, or is currently fighting with either, you know, being in recovery or the addiction. I mean, you don't, like we had talked about, I, I was a, I mean, when, when you're an alcoholic um, and when you rely on alcohol, it's been six years since I've uh, had a drink of alcohol. So I'm no longer, you know, (laughs) contrary to what the AA and like we were talking about, I am no longer an alcoholic. I don't need alcohol. I live my life has gotten so much better without it. But when you've been an addict or fought with addiction, where whatever it is from, I mean, uh, porn to gambling, to, to drugs, to pills, to, to, I mean, anything, even like personal development, I get into a space now where I get addicted to the shit and, but it's with anything. So I have to be super careful where I put my mind because man, that addiction is I feel you've always got that in you is that addictive. It's just, you need to learn how to channel it. So yeah, last February when I had got, I was just beat. I mean, I was worn down and it was to a point where I could tell that mentally I was searching for, I was almost at the point where I was willing to do whatever to get what I felt was out of that just place. that place. Yep. And, and it was being out of the present. Like I had lived so long in a state of something, you know what I mean? Something not level. Right. Because right. I had, you know, between, you know, uppers, downers, booze, you know, booze is a downer, every, everything else that I liked was uppers. So living in a place so long like that, I could see mentally at during that time where it's like, man, we're at, this is like, this is the breaking point. I wasn't, I wasn't attached with my family. Like I, not, not that I was out doing anything wrong or away from, I mean, I was away from my family, but I was out working, but there was no like connection with my kids. Like I got home, I was dead tired for a month. I mean, a month where I would go on 
you know, many times where I'd go 48 hours on two to three hours of sleep over and over. I mean, it just, it, you're it fried. destroys you inside and it was cold. I mean, it's cold out and it's snow and stuff's breaking and you're, it, I mean, it's just, it's yeah. So told my wife I was done with it. She's like, yeah, you know, you say that every year. And I'm like, nope. Went back to Andy Frisella's podcast, the MFCEO project, draw the line in the sand. And I did that. And I did that. And I sold every, I got rid of everything. I can't even do my own driveway here. <laughs> it's gotta be a fucking great feeling. Dude, it is. It's weird. It's the weirdest. Like I said, it's been 17 years. So like talking to my wife, I'm like, like I can be doing this right now with you sure. with a huge snowstorm coming. Like, all I got to make sure is I park my truck up in the shop right. so it stays warm. Like sure. I don't have to do anything. So it's, it is weird. It's the weirdest feeling. And it was, um, I've done this before where I've talked about it, but then when it gets close, it's like, Ooh, I need the money. Right. Like, okay. We'll just get back in and we'll just keep, you know, a handful of accounts. We'll get rid of the really shitty ones. And I would do that. And then, you know, within two weeks of the first snowfall, then I got more accounts than I had before. And it just, and I couldn't get out of it. And now, now I'm out of it. And, and really it was, I put it out there in the world last February when I said, like, I'm done with it. This is my last year. Told my wife, so I'm done with it. She says, yeah, whatever. And it screwed up. You know, we plan a vacation each winter because my summers are so crazy busy. And every single vacation that I can remember that I've been on, with my wife and then with my family has been stressful as hell because it's winter shit breaks. The second I leave, I'm like on the airplane, I'm getting text messages that, that the plow truck broke and this broke and there's hydraulic fluid everywhere. What do we do? It's like, damn it. Like for real, like why does this have to, and I don't know if it was just a sign, like you can get the hell out of here, <laughs> but you know, I had to do what I had to do because I had to make the money because I live a lifestyle that's by design. But when that, income shuts off from our season you know we essentially have seven months out of the year to make all our money right you know so it's uh yeah i'm i'm pumped i'm super excited it's so weird to so weird to sit here and know that so so now you said summers are busy you do so now you 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 continue with owning a construction company what does that look like what do you build what do you do uh, so we do, we specialize, we do it, uh, the commercial side of it. We don't do any residential. We don't do anything with houses. Uh, occasionally we'll do something with like a small flat roof. That That's what we specialize in is like flat roofing. Okay. So strip malls, um, you know, hospital, anything with big, big commercial flat sure. roofs on them. So, and, and, and we positioned ourselves to be completely different than anybody else in our space. Um, we employ everybody. We don't hardly sub out anything. Um, and then we take care of the customers in a totally different way. That's completely out of the normal. Um, and if we sat and told our business plan of how we do things to one of the big companies, they would say, you guys are complete idiots. That'll never work. Uh, but we're on year, what are we in year six? And our profit margins are, are double what any of those people are. So why do you think that is? Because there, I, I think I know why that is. Actually, I do know why that is. But why do you think the guys, the bigger guys, would not understand? Because I understand exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I don't even I, – I know how you run your business just because of our conversation. Right. Right. Yeah, I, so we, we take care of them. That's what we do is we take care of – so we go in – say we go into a building, all the tenants that we're going to be working over – making noise, dropping shit out of the ceiling. Oh, do we cut power all the time? It's, it's nasty. What we do is a tough job. It's, there's a lot of liabilities and risks, um, but we're really, really good at it. The guys are really good at it. Um, But what we do is we make personal relationships with these people that we're working over and it takes some time. It takes some money. We go in, um, my business partner will, bring in so say we're going over a a clinic i mean we're talking these places are are making freaking sterile needles and medical supplies they can't have a bunch of shit falling on them the ac going down the you know and we go in and we explain to them exactly what's happening we apologize in advance because it's not going to be comfortable for us to be out there 
uh, and then we'll find out how many staff members they have and we'll do, we'll cater in ribs or, and he makes them. He does them all himself. Your partner does? My partner does. Yeah. No kidding. He loves it. Yep. So we'll bring in, do coolers of stuff. We come in, we don't say a ton when we're there. We just feed them, serve them, um, and let them know. And then we get all their, you know, we give them all our contact information so that they're, cause they don't own these buildings. They're just leasing. We're working for the building owners. They're not on site. They're not around. Um, so when we do that, you know, they get to come in, they get to see my face. They get to see my partner's face. I mean, they don't see the guys, but they know that we're coming out. Um, you know, it's uh, early on, um, when I, we first had partnered up I was kind of like, I mean, I, I get, I get what you're doing, but you're kind of going above and beyond. Like, like we're not really making much money at this second, but we're in here like feeding all these people. Like does that? And he's like, yeah, dude. And he's older. He's been around. He's been in this business for a long, long time. And now that I look at it, I mean, I've been in it for 17 years, so I've been in it a long time too, but I didn't see that big picture. And now I'm like, damn, like, and you can't, like, we could sit down with people and I, I'll tell people and they're like, well, I'm not going to do that. Uncle, that's fine. You don't have to. You can still, you can still run a company. There's a bunch of people doing it. It's just the way we've decided to do it. And now we don't really, <laughs> it sounds crazy because I get people that hit me up all the time for sales leads, you know, right. I'm like, we don't sell, like we don't sell any work. We've got a list of people that want work done and we pick off that list when we can handle the work sure we don't have a sales team we don't have i have a shop that's on my property and i've got an office out there and um but we don't have a seven thousand dollar a month rent bill and we don't have a hundred thousand dollar a month office person that sits you know we don't we've cut all that there is none of that so by us managing and running and staying at the size that's comfortable. And we've scaled, we've gone pretty big. Um, and we crushed it, uh, one season where we really went after it and it was sweet and it was a lot of money, but it really wasn't, uh, there was so much stress that goes along with that. Cause like this year I took 200 and, uh, like over 250 applications and offered every single person a job and went through about, probably went through about 25 people, but only had like three people stick. Cause they had these young guys come in, dude, and they're not used to, they're not used to physical labor. They just think it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's the generation really. And if, yeah. if, if we're being honest, I mean, you know, when I came, you know, I, I worked since I was 15, dude. Like I would bust mm-hmm. tables at a restaurant when I was 15. When I, you know, as soon as I got my license, I started working. Uh, I actually kept state working the restaurant. But I've worked at all, since I've been 15, period. I moved yards before that. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, dude, I used to go and I was telling my son this and I get, I get throwing it back with some of my buddies where we're like, get talking. And I'm like, dude, you remember when your dad would drop us off and we had two rakes and we raked three acres of leaves and we got $17 that we had to split. It took us nine hours. Like that was less than a dollar an hour, but it was a dollar we didn't have. And then, you know, we'd get that little happenings book and we could get, you know, buy one, get one for a Big Macs. Then we could both go. And, and, but that was like how I grew up was like, dude, if you want, and then that's what led to, you know, selling pot in the bathroom at school was that like boys got to make money. Right. Cause I want to do shit. Right. And it, at that time, and they don't teach you none of that in school. They're not teaching these kids like, they're teaching them that, well, if you get good grades here, you do good today, and then you do good tomorrow, and you do good this year, and then you get into a really good college, and then you can go get a CEO position. Which it's is like, fucking no. bullshit. Dude, it's insanity, and it drives me insane. So I do um, I do junior achievement in the schools, and okay. it's teaching. Um, I really like it in, like, the second and third grade level okay, because it's teaching kids that, like, there are other ways of making money. It's teaching them about small businesses. It's teaching them about the trades, which the trades are huge right now. I mean, I've got, I've got probably 15 buddies or 15 people that I know of 
in the trades, no high school edu- no no further education in high school, making a hundred k plus a year. What do you mean trades? Like a trade uh, in the like- trades, elect uh, electricians. Okay, yeah, yeah. I yeah, thought yeah, that's yeah. what you meant. I wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah welders, um, construction, framing, all that. You know, all that stuff. So, but that's that used to be so frowned upon. You know, because you'd be like, oh, he's a dirty construction worker. It's like, yeah, this dirty construction worker makes forty bucks an hour. Like that's crazy. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it was so frowned upon. So when I went into, when I went into the high school to do junior achievement, I'm used to like these second and third graders that think I'm just, I mean, dude, they think I'm awesome. I got tattoos and a Lambo, like how much cooler could a dude get? Right. And then I go up to the high school and these are like real humans who like really are like adults. And I go in there and I'm like, all right, who, which uh, who's going to college every hand goes up in a whole classroom i'm like damn so i talked to the teacher i said what what can i say and what can't i say here because like i know what you guys are teaching them but dude, it is the right way like yeah he said dude you do what you do uh and then i kind of went through the curriculum and i was reading some of it and i'm looking at these stats and these stats are showing like if you get a ged or drop out of high school like the most, and it's saying like stated facts that the most you could ever make in a year is 17,300 bucks. And I'm like, where are you guys getting this garbage from? Cause like, oh, it was, dude, it was frustrating. So I kind of went to the board and I was like, dude, I love doing this. I want to work with these kids, but something's got to give here because you can't put these numbers up and make these like they're hard facts because they're not, I got buddies who are, 18 that dropped out of school at 16 that are making freaking $500,000 a month because they have some crazy e-commerce platform that, that they don't even, you know, they don't even know what they're doing and they're just, right. <laughs> I know now, but they're just crushing it. So it was, uh, oh, it's just been a crazy, it is crazy what they're, these so, kids need. So, did the, so did the school allow you to open up and say, look, like you don't have to go this route. You don't have to go the college route. You probably should finish high school, but even if you don't do that, you still can make a, you know, make a lot of money. Right. Did well, you, cause that's what they all wanted to know was they all want to know. Cause I'd, I'd see them. I'd hear my little, murr, murr, my little Instagram thing going off. Cause they, one kid knew who had seen my YouTube video and then, he had told, dude, that's Lambo dad, that's Lambo dad. And then he had told him, and then all of a sudden, dude, I got 16 new followers on Instagram. <laughs> and uh, so, which is sweet. I love it. Um, but then I, I finally was kind of just like, well, here's the deal. I'm going to tell them my, my story. They want to know. I mean, these kids are like on the edge of their seats. Sure. They want to hear. They want to. And I told them, like, dude, to be honest, like, here's what I got into. I got into alcohol. I got into drugs. I dropped out of high school. Um, fast forward to the cool shit that is what you guys see now i've been through some shit but now i do get to drive a lamborghini and i've got i mean now i live a pretty good life but that's i've had to i had to change everything i was doing in my life and i was able to use the the pat my past as a foundation to like okay and then i get people that are like well don't forget where you came from my dude, motherfucker, I'll never forget where I came from. As the, uh, that's not a place I'll ever go back to. Right, right. So, um, but yeah, so I opened up, man, and told them and, and talked. And I mean, these kids were like on the edge of their seats. And I had, when I showed up, I was thinking like, when I was doing it in the middle school, in the elementary school, it was like, you had like 30 minutes with these kids. I go in there like, all right, the first session's um three hours. I'm like, three hours I have to speak in front of a classroom of juniors for three hours. Like, dude, I was, I was freaking out. Like I had no idea what I was going to do. And, uh, and then I just got where I opened up. I mean, you know, I was sweating halfway down to my freaking pants. <laughs> dude, it was terrible. Cause I was, it was so far out of my comfort zone to be the one up there. And, and, but then I just kind of went and, and gave them like the real and, uh, and then we went back with all the teacher, all the parent or the adults that do this group. And, you know, they're all 95% of them are the suit and tie 
they work at the bank. The bank pays them and gives them the hours to go do this. Right. I'm like, dude, I got, I got all hell breaking loose on a job site right now that I'm in charge of. Like, and I'm here and you know, I roll in and you know, dress nice, but I got, you know, I'm tatted up. I got a hat on. I didn't look like anyone else in that group of people. I was about 20 years younger. And, uh, we get back and they're the big talk was like, yeah, these, it's really hard with the high schoolers because they don't listen. They don't pay attention. I'm like, shit, dude, I had these kids on the edge of their seat. I didn't see a cell phone come up except for to follow me on Instagram. Like, right. you know, cause they can relate with this, with the realness when you do bring it. And even the teacher was like, man, I didn't, you know, I didn't expect that. Well, I, I didn't, I didn't know what to say. Like that's, the real of it that these kids don't hear because sure. they're being taught by someone who's in a job that they don't like. And I, I think teachers and police officers are the most underpaid people in the world. Dude, I, I mean, love them or hate them. The jobs that they do there's, they should be making what athletes make because absolutely. I mean, and it's so hard to see because man, these teachers, especially as they get into this older, like seventh graders, I mean, we've got, in seventh, I mean, we're having suicides and all this crazy shit in like sixth and seventh grade in the local schools here. And it's like, damn, like, how do you stop that? And like you and me were talking before we were recording here is that there's so many people that are like, well, we're going to, we're going to change this and change that. And by, we're going to put this money into place and we're going to do this and this and this and this but they don't ever step foot into the school and do any of it. They want to fix it with money, which money can go a long way. If you have parts, if you have stuff in place to spend the money on to get, but people, you just need to have your feet on the ground. And like you were talking about your group, like that's what, if you change one person's life from that group, like the value, like think of what that's worth. I mean, it's priceless. It is. you can't put a price tag on it. So these people that talk this big talk about, well, we're going to raise 200 million for this. Like, well, then what are you going to do with it? You're going to take a hundred million of it for administrative bullshit. Right. You're going to have all these rules that you can't really get through. And then all this legal legislation. And then, and then what's going to happen. They're going to get a, a fucking crayon room with padded walls that they're going to shove the kids with ADD. And like, that's not fixing shit. No, you know, and it's, well, oh, fuck, I get worked up. Cause like, that was me. Well, or and this is the thing, like, you're so right, because, you know, you have somebody that one getting paid to go in, people can see the authenticity, they can see the, the if you're genuine, and they also can see if you're fucking full of shit. Yep. They can Instantly. see you, if yep. you walk up in there with a suit, and they, people can tell if you don't want to be there, they know people, the kids, they know. Yeah, dude, they can read right through it. That's what they do for a living is they read through bullshit. Right. Like, dude, they're they're on top of it. And yeah, dude, it gets so and that's where I've gotten uh we've got a group and actually they're I think they've gone pretty much nationwide, but they're called Rise Together. Okay. You should look them up. You should get them on your podcast. Uh absolutely. Anthony is, is the guy who runs it. It's a uh dude, they came and I got invited out to this event at the school and they come in and dude, they break it down real. Like they give their real story. Uh, and I, there was three or 500 kids in the auditorium and I mean, it was loud and it was, they couldn't get them to really calm down. And as soon as they started speaking, dude, you could hear a fucking pin drop for like almost two hours. It was, but those are guys that are feet on the ground every single day. They're in the schools. They're, they're, they're real. They're tatted up. They've been through the shit. It's exactly what like, yeah, we're talking about. And like, I, what don't, you're doing. I don't, I don't think there's anything like that in, at the schools here. I, if there is, I have never heard of it. So if you can maybe even sync me up with Anthony, I will. I'll, I would love, I mean, what, what state are you in? I'm in Wisconsin. Okay, so we're I'm in North Carolina, and you know we're the in the Bible Belt. So to, even now, when I walk into my daughter's school, I don't give a fuck personally. But you can tell because I got a full sleeve. My wife has a half sleeve, you know. And we 
You know, we don't give a fight. It is what it is. And I cuss mm-hmm. like hell. I don't do it necessarily in the school, but like you can see because my, my, my child goes to a, we live in, in, a, in a, a nice area that, that most of the kids are fucking stuck up, little shits. And <laughs> like, you know, for me to walk in with a tattoo that, you know, people's head, I don't, I don't care. But this, this rise thing is what needs to happen here. Yep. Dude, and they'll come there. They go all over the place. And we tried. Um, so we were trying to make it put something more in play that there's someone always at the school that's like represents Rise. And, uh, and it kind of, as things kind of ramped up, it was like my busiest time of the year. And it's so hard because like I, I keep my, so I keep my Thursdays throughout my busy season is mentoring. I go into the schools. Thursday's my day. I do that no matter what. Uh, and it's super hard because like, I mean, I'll have 26 messages on my phone in an hour. Like, so, you know, so it's like, um, but I've kept that and I've kept that promise. I mean, to myself, because literally when I go in and mentor it, I leave in a better place than these kids do because it, it helps me mentally so much more than they'll, I mean, that they'll ever even know, but it's uh but then it i mean it helps them and they look forward to it and it's been the one kid that i mentor with i mean we're we're on year 3 it's and it's it's awesome like it's like me and him have a relationship i i bring the food to his family i bring bounce houses to his birthday like i do even in the summer i go i pick him up in the lambo we go get ice cream you know like that's every cool, single man. week but that's like a crazy huge commitment to make that when I made it. So you were talking about the walking in the school and kind of being looked at, I'll give you a quick, quick rundown. This is kind of a cool story. But when I first got into this space, I'd started listening to Andy's podcast. This is like three years ago. Um, I had gone in, I'm like, all right, winter's coming. I have snow removal, but it's definitely slower than my busy season. I've got to do something to keep my mind right. Try to keep me, you know, with this personal development, whatever the hell that is that I'm working on. And uh, so I'm like, I'm going to go read to kids in school. They've got this reading buddies thing. And, uh, and it was my kid's school. So like my first kid I got to read with was my own. So I'm like, sure. I can do this. And then I got another one. It was like 15 minutes a week with each kid. So I'd go in, I was there for 30 minutes and I'm like, man, this is weird. Like these other kids, like, I don't know how to, you know, they want to like high five or hug. And like, I don't know what you're supposed to do. And I'm not trying to get in trouble. And people are looking at me, you know what I mean? Cause I'm like you said, dude, fully yeah. tatted up. Yeah. I wear a hat. I draw, I like, so it was weird. And I'm like, I'm going to stick to it for at least a, like a month or two. Dude, after like three weeks, I was like, this is what I'm here to do is to work with these kids and I grew this relationship with just being in the school. I mean, dude, I went in the last three years, I probably spent more time in schools than I did in all of my high school career. Cause I was skipping class so often, like, <laughs> and it's crazy to think that now I take my time away from making money to go work in the schools. When I used to try to get out of the school, like how the, how much it's flipped. Um, but so that was my, that's what got me started. And then I'm like, went to the um, social worker and I, or the counselor. And I said, Hey, do you guys got a kid, like a boy? I don't really, I mean, the girl thing is I don't, I don't really know how to, I can't yeah. relate to a girl. I'm not right. a girl. Right. Right. And uh, y'all got a boy that like needs me to like, Oh, we do. We got someone, we got someone. And, uh, and that's when I've been mentoring for three years and had great, you know, crazy, crazy story. Um, uh, probably one of my favorite little humans in the world now. Uh, but I started working with him and I'm like, dude, this is what's up. But then I got to where I'd go to school stuff. So we'd go to like a kid's concert. And now, I mean, by this time I've got 20, 30 kids. I've taught junior achievement. I've done all this stuff. I'm at the field trips. I'm doing all this. So these kids know me. So then we go to like a concert and you know, I roll in there and all the kids, Mr. Wheeler. And then I'll get the other, you know, the, 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 the hip kids and that Lambo dad, like saw your video on YouTube. And, and then I'm watching their parents who are, you know, the, and there's nothing against a suit and a tie, but you know, this proper sitting on their phone the whole time, like they're busy. And, uh, 
they're going, get over here. What are you, what are you doing? Get over here. Cause you know, like, Oh, that's Mr. Wheeler. Well, who's that? He's got a Lambo. No, he doesn't. And uh, <laughs> no, he does. He does. That's Cruz's dad. In that feeling and seeing these kids so pumped up to see me and then seeing their dads who have never, they didn't even, they've never even stepped foot in that school. And some dads don't have the option to, but for me, it's like, that's, I've made my, like, I don't miss, I don't miss none of it now. And now these kids, like, it's insane how many of them everywhere I go now in Hudson, I, in my town here, you know, running into these kids and then their parents are messaging me and they're like, dude, my kid loves this or we did, you did this and you talked to him and you did this with him. Thank you so much. I'm a huge fan. I subscribe to your YouTube channel. It's like, that yes. is freaking awesome. And it all started from getting out of my comfort zone, getting into the school, trying to do just something, a 15 minutes of right. reading with a kid. And it was awkward as shit the first couple of times, like awkward, yeah. like to where I didn't know what to do, but I, I knew that the only way I was going to get to, you know, figure out, like you were saying, like finding that your purpose, your passion. Sure. And I had do, never in a billion years. I mean, I've always liked, kids and I mean my kids but sure. you know it was I never saw that coming but yeah. I kind of lived the the MF CEO project just go put good into the world and just be a good person even when people aren't looking and really live by that and help others and then when I started doing it all of a sudden it just it clicked and now now that's I mean if I could do it all the time I mean sure. that's what I would do and that's my goal is I mean within five years that's my goal is to be able to to have residual income to where I can go be full-time essentially. I mean, I'll never be retired, but right. retired from the day-to-day grind and be able to do whatever I want sure. with my family. And pretty, yeah. Pretty amazing how many people, I mean, I don't know how many millions of people Andy has touched through his podcast and Ed for that matter. Um, you know, I didn't know, I didn't even know who Andy was until, probably seven months ago, eight months ago. And how I found him was I, I saw a guy with an RT shirt on, uh, on Instagram and I connected two guys. I connected with him. One of which I know, you know, Josh Kirk. Yep. Yep. So he's my partner in this venture and, and in a couple of other things, but Josh connected with me and did an IG live, which I'd never done one. He had never done one. And you, if you know, Josh, he doesn't get on camera. Right. He does memes and post a bunch of stuff, but you don't ever see his face. And he got on with me. And when we connected, it kind of started this whole thing for me. And then I connected with Chris Saunders. I don't know if you know him. Um, but then Chris turned me on to Andy and, and, and he challenged me to do 75 hard, which I, did you do it? I did like 37 days. It's tough. And it, yeah. Yeah. With the two kids, it was, uh, uh, yeah, I tried, dude. I, I gave it my all and I, I, I see the value in it big time. But what was happening was, you know, my wife was like, dude, you're literally giving me zero time. She's like, that's great. That's cool that you're mentally getting tough. She's like, but you're, you're letting, you're letting me go to bed by myself every night. You're, yeah. you're out at the gym till she's like, I get it. You're committed to it. You're killing it. She's like, but you're fucking up because you're not with me. Right. And you're not taking care of me. I'm like, oh shit, 75 out the window for now because yeah. I had to, you know, and that was hard as hell. Cause I'm like, you know, like want to take that, like Andy, fuck, I could do this too. You know, I know I'm mentally tough, but man, when you got kids and, and that's one thing, like dude, Andy, Andy's single-handedly out of everybody is what's changed my life the most. Sure. It's his podcast, his, that's the first podcast I ever listened to, ever found got into a buddy's truck and he had some guy talking. I'm like, are we 90? Like you listening to someone fucking talk, <laughs> you know? And he's like, no dude, you got to listen. And then Andy's like, the fucking motherfucking man. <laughs> I'm like, Whoa, damn. That's this dude's, this dude's wild. What is this? And then I listened and dude, I was just stuck. Like, I mean, cause I, I was listening from, Oh, it was back episodes uh in the 70s episodes yeah. and then i went back and dude power listened next week every episode caught up and then never missed one single episode and uh i mean that's what changed my life but it was 
it was just insane. Oh, yeah, I never listened to a podcast or nothing. I miss it, dude. I'm not going to lie to you. I totally miss it. He's got – I don't know what it is. He's got something coming up. You may know what it is. I don't, uh, I, but you're right. I know some people – Some there. people have alluded to he's got something big coming up, but I have not been able to figure out what the hell that is. But knowing Andy, it's going to be huge, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, and like he said, and it makes perfect sense because I've had a lot of people – I one of the first things I do when people reach out to me for help uh, is I do listen to podcasts. Well, no, what's that? I'm like, Oh shit. Your life is about to be flipped upside down. If I wouldn't have found podcasts and then got into audiobooks, I mean, and it sounds, you know, it sounds like, you know, especially when I first got into it, when I tell people like, dude, do you listen to this podcast? They're like, that's weird. Right. And I'm like, dude, no, it's, it's changed my life. Like, well, from listening to someone talk, but I send them to the MFCEO project and then like, well, I want to listen. Why isn't a new one coming out? I'm like, you can't tell me you listened to all 350 of them yet. Go back. All the shit's in there. Right. It does suck for the people that listen all the time. Cause it's like, man, I want some, I need some fire from Andy, you know, but it was so much of it was just putting it in a different, it, it, it had turned to where he was talking about the same stuff because just reframing you, it. Yep. Yep. Because if you do what he's telling you to do, your life's going to get better, but these people don't change anything. Then they listen. They're like, fuck yeah. CEO. Fuck yeah. And then they don't do shit. Right. You right. know, and Absolutely. they don't realize that it's not, it's being the CEO of your life, taking control of your life. Not, not, it, you could be a, you know, a fry cook. Right. Like he talks about. Yeah. Yeah. But be the best fucking one there is. Yeah, and, and like he said, you know, it's the, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. One of the things that really stuck out to me, mo, and it's kind of weird, but like, he's like, dude, like, wipe the piss off the fucking seat if you piss on the fucking seat in the bathroom. And I was like, it's such the easiest thing, but you go anywhere and, and, and you always see piss on the seat. And I'm like, it takes the fucking three seconds yep yep and people don't want to they they feel like they're better than that and like the shopping carts and then the, oh. everywhere i go like i wipe down the counters you know of the in and, and in now the it's like in the bathroom yeah i, I do the same down. thing yeah yes. and, it's, and i've been doing it now for like years to where it's not weird to me no. at all. And it was so funny. So you just, you did one with Caleb just recently. Yeah. So we were at, uh, we were in LA two weeks ago and I mean, have you been to LA? Yes. It's a shithole. Yes. Like LA is a dump. I was thinking it was like all going to be sweet. Uh, it was a shithole. And I, we walked out of Starbucks uh, or caribou or what at Starbucks, I think. And uh, I had set down my little stir stick. There's all this garbage. And I had set down my stir stick and then I had got taken an Instagram or done something. And I remembered we got like 10 feet away and I remembered I'd set that down on the ledge and I turned around to go grab it. And there's Caleb. He went back, picked it up. It, we didn't even say anything about it. I just saw, but that's how it's not who's watching. It's not who's, he was just doing that. Because you just that's, gotta do the next right thing, right? And so here I am, and I remembered it. So I even stopped to turn around, and I look, and he's already back there grabbing it, throwing it away. And it's like, damn, that's awesome. This is what's up. Like that's good. It, like being around, like that whole network thing, and you know, your you, who you surround yourself with, and that's that's insanely. Damn truth, dude. Yep. And like with you doing this and with the podcast and being on top of it and like really getting these people lined up. And I mean, that's going to be, that's so huge because you get to have real, you make a real connection. Absolutely. Like this. And it's cool as fuck because you know, it's weird because I would have never, if you would have asked me two months ago, but better yet, this mic sat on my fucking desk for three months. And my story was that I, I well, I don't, I haven't set anything up. I don't really know what to do. But then I got Ryan Williams. Do you know Ryan Williams? Mm-mm. Um, Navy SEAL. Anyway, if you listen to one of my first, uh, one of my first, he was my first interview. I saw him at, at the Arte event, 
And, and I said, you know, will you be on my podcast? He was like, yeah. And so I said, all right, well, let's set up a date because now I'm a naturally, if I naturally, maybe it's the salesperson in me. I want to lock shit down. If you say we're going to do it, let's lock it down now. Because if we lock it down, it's going to be, it's going to happen. So it put me in a jam. So, I mean, I struggled. I have busted my ass for 20 fucking hours a day trying to figure this shit out. I am not a technical dude. Like computer shit, I am just not that guy. So, I had to learn how to do the music. And and, and it may not still be not perfect, but... I'm proud of myself for learning how to do it and making that leap and then getting the people on that I have has been huge. I mean, I've interviewed some pretty big ass people and I've got big ass people coming up, you know, like Jared yeah. Robbins is one. Dude, it's so cool. Like, so I started mine and it was, so my hard thing is I've, I started a YouTube channel and that was one of those things that I had kind of talked about and it was actually it came up from being in the school with the kids. Cause they would come up to me and assume they'd be like, Oh man, you got tattoos. You drive a Lambo, you a YouTuber. So that's just what they mentally, that's what their brains think. Right. That's how, that's what guys that are young because I have tattoos. So I'm young, which shit I'm 34 now. So like, I feel like I'm getting old, but like, that's what they, these kids think. And they're, uh, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not a YouTuber. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you is. Yeah, you is. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not. Uh, maybe I should. And they're like, y- you're not telling us because you swear in it and you don't want us to hear it. And I'm like, damn, these kids are smart, but I didn't have a YouTube channel. And then I started talking about it. And I'm like, man, that'd be really cool to do. But then that's what it was. I just talked about it, talked about it, talked about it. Had the stuff sitting there, talked about it. Didn't know what I'd say. Didn't know what I'd do didn't know how I was going to react to having three people watch it. And uh, I went and did, I got asked to do a video with some dudes that were kind of coming up in the game of YouTube. And he said, dude, he said, can we do a review with your Lambo? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll bring my camera. So here I go. I bring my camera. I've never done anything. Like I've never done. I don't have a YouTube channel. (laughs) So I'm acting like, Oh, like this is all comfortable for me. (laughs) And uh, they're like, you got a YouTube? I'm like, no, no, I don't have one yet. And they're like, you do today. So in their video that they're doing, they're like, all right, go check out my boy. It's Lambo underscore dad. He's got a brand new YouTube channel. Show him some love. He's like, this is going to be up in two days. You got two days to put up your first video and get a YouTube channel. Boom. And I'm like, shit. So I'm out there, dude, awkward as hell. Like, dude, it was horrible. It was the most uncomfortable thing in the world, but it was like, I dropped one. I put one out there. I was like, all right, got a, you know, got a few views on it. And um, I'm like, okay, got another one out. And then it was like, kind of took a lull in it. Cause it was, uh, but now like I've committed to two, two videos a week and I want to start getting to w- at least one podcast a week. And everyone I've reached out to, to do a podcast, like these people that are, you know, pretty big people. Like, yeah, I'd love to. And then I'm like, in that boat you were in where I'm like, shit, I don't even know how to use any of this stuff. I don't know how to get a recording done on zoom. I don't, I'm like, well, if, if you, if we can just show up somewhere, we could do it. Cause right. I can do it in person. Sure. But it's uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's just doing it. And so many people talk about it, but just doing it. And then to see how fast, I mean, you haven't been doing this very long. You've had some powerhouses on there already. Dude. I mean, it has, it's un. It's un. Honest to God, I. I to this day do not. I mean, I believe in the universe, God, whatever you want to call it. This has got to be what I'm supposed to be doing because I don't. I don't. I had one person say, "Yeah, you don't have enough people." All right, douchebag. Whenever I pass you, yeah. I'm gonna laugh when you ask me to come on and, and do a podcast with you. Yep. One one dude, that's it in this whole de- personal development world has given me that answer. Yeah. He's not half the, and he's not shit compared to some of the people that I've interviewed. It's ridiculous. Yep. Yep. So like it is what it is. Like, and it's okay. Like I'm not offended. Like he just, that maybe that's just his damn rule. I don't know. But, right. but it's weird because he's the only motherfucker that has said no. Yep. Dude, it, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. What, and so many people have talked, I mean, I probably have 
30 people that have messaged me and they're like, yeah, I want to start a podcast. And I'm like, we'll start it. Well, I don't really, I mean, just put something up, do jabber for five minutes and get Spreaker or whatever you want to do it on. And you just drop it in. I mean, it's not, I, I had actually, I had paid one of the young guns uh, for some personal coaching. And that was part of it was we we're going to get my YouTube or my, my podcast all set up, show me how to do it, monetize, do all this. And then it was like call after call. I'm trying to set it up and get it going. And then I did everything I was told to. And then I couldn't find that. I just went on YouTube, just went to the go-to, you know, to how the fuck do I start one of these damn things? Right. And then just did it and then yeah. just learned. And then I had called my buddy. I'm like, Hey dude, I'll transfer you a hundred bucks. If you make me like five sweet intros in like three minutes, or, hey, this is he sends me back this sweet ass intro. And I'm like, dope. Now what? I don't have a good intro. Oh, dude, I got a guy that. Oh, I need his information. Yeah, make sure you yeah. say that to me for yeah. sure. My intro is like music. That's it. Because I don't, I don't, I don't know how to do like voiceover shit. I don't. I, no clue. Yep, I don't either. So what I do is I just take in GarageBand because I have a MacBook. Yeah, That's me it. too. Like, okay. So I, I just drop it into GarageBand, and I got my little intro clip. I just drop it in there. Push the other the audio. Yeah, yeah. Up. I don't, I don't re-listen to any of my audio. Yeah. Just drop it in there. So, I mean, there could be times where it just stops. I don't ever know. You Audac- know so, but- I use Audacity. Okay, yeah. Audacity is good. That's what I was uh, – I have Audacity on here too because someone had recommended that. Um, and I don't remember. I screwed something up with logging in or something. So, yeah, whatever. So, yeah. I just use GarageBand. Yeah. I don't blame you. I say I did this exact same thing with GarageBand. I tried to get into it, and I'm like, I don't, I didn't understand any of it. So somehow I fucked it up. So I was like, all right, I'll just delete the whole damn. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I just did the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but well, that's man. that's the thing is that it's just people they just got to get out there and do it. Everyone talks about it, but same with like that group you're talking about starting. Like, you just do it, and if if. I mean, you could talk about having 10 million downloads, but what if you got two downloads, but it changed two people's life? Dude, what's powerful. Why do you need a million? What's up with why everyone's so worried about these big numbers? And, uh, and it's, uh, it doesn't do, if you're changing people's lives, who cares if it's one at a time. Dude, I totally agree. 100%. Yeah, a lot more than most people are doing. So, all right, my man. Well, let's wrap up. I've got uh, another person, my lady coming. So I definitely want you to hook me up with uh, Anthony because the, I I definitely want to do something like that here. That would be really fucking cool. One. Yeah. Shoot me shoot me a DM when we're done. I will. I will. Yeah. Send me all the stuff we had talked about because there was one other thing uh, I was going to hook you up with. Uh, intro guy. Intro guy. And then what was the other thing? Uh there was something else I told you I was going to send you the info for or send you his info. I don't know. You might have to listen. We might have to listen back to it. Yeah, I may have to do that because yeah. now I can't even remember. But yeah, either way, something else, but for sure. Well, look, my man, thank you so much. I have thoroughly enjoyed. I mean, we spent fucking an hour and a half on the phone, which I loved every second of it. So thank you, Ryan. I appreciate oh, dude, no, it, thank you. This is uh, uh thank you for doing what you're doing, dude. This is, this is awesome. I'm proud of you. I don't even hardly know you, but to see people it. actually, actually making moves and doing what everyone talks about doing takes, I mean, it takes a lot to do. It takes the commitment to do it. And it's uh, and I know firsthand, it's not easy to do. And then like you were saying, finding that passion. I mean, there's nothing, yeah. there's no high like it. There's really not. And we've seen no. all the highs. So, yep. you know, yep. take, and those take highs it from all two come people that guarantee we know what, what it's like out there. <laughs> this shit's far better. It's far yep. better. And guess it what? Is. And you remember what you did yesterday. So, yep. All right. Oh, man. yeah. Thank you so much, man. Awesome, dude. It's been I'll real. See you DM. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. All right, man. We'll see thank you. You got it. I want to thank you again for tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. If you have not already subscribed, please do. And look, if you really enjoyed today's episode, email me at SuccessfulLifePodcast at gmail.com and tell me what it was you enjoyed. And if there's somebody that you want me to bring on, then email me about that and tell me who it is. And... I'll make sure it happens. So 
you know, leave us a review, tell a friend, and until next time, folks, have a good day. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, greatness is a journey, not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at coreybarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.